welcome to the Random Tea Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Iron Man. Yay! <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what that was. <laughs> You're just really excited I about am. Iron Man. I am. It's... If I had to list my three favorite MCU movies, like official MCU movies, they would probably be in order Winter Soldier, The Avengers, and then Iron Man, the okay. first one. Okay. So yeah, I am pretty excited. But I really did enjoy it. I did too. And I remember thinking, because this came out in 2008, which of course, you know, mm-hmm. in, in movie years is like a jillion years ago. Oh, I know, right? And um, I was like, ah, I love Marvel, but I don't know anything about Iron Man. It seems kind of like the B squad of superheroes. Yeah. But it's Robert Downey Jr. and I really like yeah. him. And so I'll give it a chance. And I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It was good. really, really good. He w- he did such a great job. As t- I mean, we all know he is Tony Stark. Yes. I mean, yes. it's, come on. Marvel grows their, uh, they, they, they grow their leads somewhere. He's prepared for this role his entire life. That's why they're all named Chris. Exactly. So, so many Chris's. So many. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this. Um, it, Yeah. And I, I didn't, and I didn't know at the time that, you know, that it was going to turn into this, that they were going to have like phases of movies and they were all yeah, going to connect. I, and we had no clue what we were getting into when this movie came out. No. I, I don't know that they knew what they were going into. I think they, they knew what they this. wanted to do, but it, it all hinged on the success of this movie. Because this was the first Marvel Studios movie. Right. You know, because they've, they've been licensing their crap to other oh, yeah. studios well, I mean, for years. They they do still consider uh, the Incredible Hulk movies um, with Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Oh my gosh, how can I not remember his name? The ones with Edward Norton in are still considered part of the MCU canon. Yeah, and They're actually just they, not from Marvel Studios. That one came after this one because... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. had a cameo in it. Right. And that's when I first, I remember that was when I was like, wait a minute, shit's connected. There's going to be more of this. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I didn't see the Hulk movies because I was never a huge fan of the Hulk until yeah. much, much later. Until Mark after, Ruffalo. Well, it was, well, until I became a fan of uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. And then, I, of course, I had to go back and see them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Okay. Um, but yeah, those weren't done by Marvel Studios, right. and Edward Norton didn't have the contract with Marvel. Right. But there's the so, but they that are one still, is still considered, considered canon. They are still considered part of the canon. X Men is not. No, because X Men is done by another. Right. They're group Fox. Of, and um, neither right. is the new Fantastic Four that's coming out soon. Right. Um, and but, like they're the the Marvel Studios are not allowed to use the word mutants. And, yeah. But we're all talking about stuff everybody already knows. I guess. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> We all know that. But yeah, so I, I was really, really happy with this. And one of the things, um, I like John Favreau as a director. Um, I think he's I think he's a good director and he's he also played Happy. Um so I, I was happy to see him in that. <laughs> you were happy I to was, see Happy? I was happy to see Happy. Um I thought that I thought they did a great job with casting. Well, yeah, they had to. That's true. I mean, you're going to get this, like, like you know, I'm sure I wasn't the only one to think that this is the B team of superheroes. So you've got Iron Man, who isn't as popular yeah, that was, that as was some a, of their yeah, other characters. It was a risk that they took putting Iron Man up as the first movie. Yeah. Because he wasn't Captain America. He wasn't right. Thor. Yeah. But um, it, it paid off, and they got a really did. good cast. They did. Um, well, with, um, oh, I can't think of any other names now. <laughs> Gwyneth playing Pepper, yeah, was a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then um, 
Now, and here's a point that you and I do not agree on. Yes. This is my roadie. I know. I like this guy. And I prefer Don Cheadle. And you like the other guy. Yeah. Which, he's great. There's nothing wrong with him. I just preferred this roadie. There was a bit And was upset when they changed. There was a bit of a falling out with with Terrence Howard. Um, He was was not happy about being replaced, and... He, at, well, nobody would be. No, but at one point he was—he was apparently he says he was the one that got Robert Downey Jr. the job. Mm, okay. So yeah, yeah. So there's not some not good feelings there. But generally, I mean, aside from aside from Bruce Banner and Rhodey, they don't really recast. No, they, they look at it for the long game. I mean, these well, they sign these people for yeah, eight they're, movie deals. They're known. Well, uh, we all know Sebastian Stan is signed yep. up for. Uh, what was it, seven? He's got a seven movie contract. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, well, with, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Robert Downey Jr. with the Age of Ultron movie, they had to renegotiate yep. his deal. But in his, con- part of his contract renegotiation was also renegotiating some of the other guys. Yeah, to keep them uh, in. Contracts as well, which I think really speaks to his him as a person yeah using his own leverage to pull the other guys along with him and i know people were worried that that we wouldn't have him as tony anymore oh please and i was like marvel ain't stupid no they know uh-uh. which, which yeah, side they know. their bread is buttered yes on. they do that's like almost <laughs> exact, that exact same thing i mean they know yeah he he makes these movies and i mean of course eventually iron man's gonna get phased out because they have to move on to other stories yeah but as long as iron man i'm in complete and utter denial moving on to phase three come on i don't care they can all do phase three i'm waiting for the avengers tower movie man (laughs) where they're just in there having sleepovers (laughs) that would be that yeah i'd be fine with that just a whole movie of just you know shenanigans yeah yeah that'd be i'd be fine with that Mm -hmm. i would pay money take note marvel damn it take my money please in 3d even in 3D. it has it. to be in 3d i'll do it but so yeah it was a really really good movie i don't know that i could say anything bad about it um it was different than what i thought it was going to be because i walked in you know the, the marvel stuff i knew about going in was like your x-men your big stuff i knew about the big stuff so I, to me, Iron Man was big stuff. And I see, I just didn't, I wasn't familiar with him. Right. I didn't know his backstory. So I kind of walked in like almost like a Marvel version right. when it came to Iron Man. So I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't <laughs> expecting this. Um, right. I didn't expect that kind of an origin story. Okay. It was pretty damn gritty. It, it was. Um, and that origin story, and I, I was telling you about this before when I went and looked it up, is from Tales of Suspense number 39. Mm-hmm. That was uh, released back in 1963, is as close to the actual comic story as I think they could possibly get. And you said while modernizing it. Yeah, you said they just replaced what was it Vietnam with they replaced Afghanistan Vietnam with uh, Afghanistan instead of um, oh I can't even remember his name. It was was it the Mandarin in the original comics? No, in the comics it was Wong Shu. Okay. Yeah, okay. uh, in the comics, whereas in uh, in the movie they used Raza in the Ten Rings. Yeah, which was related to Mandarin. Okay, okay. which I, when I went and did the research as to who this Raza person was and who the Ten Rings were, that that all does fall under the Mandarin. Okay, so it, it, that still flowed through to the other movies, but um, but yeah, they just and they updated the actual technology mm-hmm. instead of the arc reactor, it was um, transconductors or some fancy. I, I'm not that good with fancy. 
technical <laughs> jargon. Uh, but yeah, so they just they just they updated it, but they still Jensen was still a part of it. He was, you know, um, he was kidnapped, but instead of uh, in the comics, he was doing a field test of some of his stuff, not selling it. Okay. Where in the movie, he's trying to sell it. Okay. But he does. Still he was get, trying to sell it to the bad guys. Or he was just trying to sell was, it in Vietnam. In the movie, he was selling it. You remember? Yeah, he to, was doing the, the whole arm, thing. To the army, yeah. though. Yeah. But in the in the comics, he was just doing a field test. Oh, oh, okay. I was. I get what you're saying. Okay. Right. He was just doing a field test, and he. It's still everything kind of went hayride, and he did still get kidnapped, and he was in this underground cave, and he did uh, get locked up with Jensen, and he did have to build this thing in his chest to save himself. That whole storyline is as straight out of the comics as they could possibly get while still modernizing it. Wow. I think they did a really good job. I was pretty impressed. I thought it was, because I went back and reread it, mm-hmm. and the graphics are way different because we're talking <laughs> 1963. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was perfect. I don't think they could have done a better job with it. So, as far as Tony's characterization, he's kind of a boozy, um, womanizer well, type guy. Is that pretty, is that pretty <clears throat> well, in line with canon? Yes, uh, he's even worse in, in canon. Oh, gosh. He is. Uh, but Stanley originally based Tony on Howard Hughes. Okay. That's that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, he's his, the character, the t- character Tony Stark himself um, was written after Howard Hughes. But, which is really, which is really what makes uh, Stanley's cameo in this movie as Howard Hughes. Not Howard Hughes. The Playboy guy. Howard Hughes is the inventor. Am I from, getting yeah. backwards? I am, aren't I? Yeah. Hugh, Hugh, uh, Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner. Howard Hughes, Hugh Hefner. Well, you it's kind of like Hugh Hefner and, and, How- and Howard Hughes put together, because Howard Hughes a was bit, a big inventor. A little bit. Um, yeah, so he's based after Howard Hughes, but... Hugh Hefner. I got confused, didn't I? My <laughs> yeah, apologies. There's, okay. I've got so much freaking information on these comics in front of me, it's, it's kind of... <laughs> easy to she has a sheaf of papers i do you guys just get ready <laughs> well there's so much that happened yeah um and there were things that they did differently because you won't let me say that they did it wrong and they didn't do I it don't wrong think they, they did, did it, it, it differently i don't think they did it wrong either i just don't know how else to phrase it um, honestly i think a lot of the mcu just in general not just even iron man is they picked some of the best bits out of, you know, because they have, uh, a lot of these characters, they have years and years right. and years of material. Yes. They picked the best bits they liked. They kind of mixed it all together. Yes. Put in a few new things and created this whole new thing that all fits together. They did. And they simplified simplified a lot. Yeah. Um, but some of that simplification, see, I said that word, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> um, some of it changed the very nature of the characters, though, where... Uh, not the very nature, part of their nature. Whereas Tony in the movies, uh, Tony Stark and Pepper Potts are an item. Mm-hmm. Uh, in canon, they are not even a little bit. Tell me who Pepper's it with, and it hurts me. Pepper Potts marries Happy Hogan uh, twice. I don't like that. I'm sorry. I like Pepper and Tony I'm together. Sorry. I do too. I, like I love Tony and Pepper. I love Tony and Pepper together, but what that changes is in the co- in the canon comics canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony is has several girlfriends, yeah, and he goes through these these alcoholic abuse. Where he, he's abusing alcoholism. He's abusing alcohol. Yeah, he abuses alcoholism. <laughs> 
over and over, and he goes through several, several girlfriends. Yeah. So that changes part of the nature of Tony's character, yeah. whereas we see in the movies, he's with Pepper. Yeah. And when he, after he falls in love with Pepper, he's very, it's all about Pepper, Pepper, Pepper. Yeah. Say that five times fast. <laughs> um, which I like that in the movies. It simplifies, and they don't have to have this, this rotating yeah. door of, of women coming and going, and that's, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. And, the, and and in the movie, they kind of allude to the alcohol thing. Like, he's seen with alcohol a lot. Well, and they I, do allude to the girlfriends. Right, but they haven't made it into a thing as far as, like, right. saying Tony has a problem. Right, yeah. Well, in the comics, he, he comes and goes yeah. with his alcoholism. So um, so that's one of the, the major differences is that Pepper and Happy um, do get together. Um, their first, Both of their first appearances was in Tales of Suspense number 45, which was also 1963. Do not try to keep up with all the comics I'm rattling off. They are in the show notes. Literally all of them. She Literally, has this gigantic list of comics. I couldn't find a list of the comics anywhere. Yeah, so you kind of had location, to make your own. So I made, yeah, I, I did. And I just thought that was really interesting that it wasn't out there anywhere. Because I literally did, I was like, oh, surely I can find an internet search yeah. and it can tell me which comics are used, which storylines. And I'm like, I couldn't find one. And so I just made my own. Uh, there you go. So then, um, and Happy played a much bigger role in the comics than he did in the movies. Yeah. Much bigger role. And I don't know how much of that is that, like, I don't even know if they just put Happy in because it's like, hey, John's an actor too. Let's put him in as this small role that he's also the director. Right, right. And how much of it was like, oh, we need it. We really do need a Happy, but in a much more reduced scope. Yeah. They could almost, in the movies, they possibly could have not even had him yeah they could have had an unnamed character right basically the same thing but i think using happy really helped yeah i liked happy i do too i thought i wanted more of him i did too even in uh going back and because you know at this point in our lives we've both already seen all three iron man movies and we see where happy goes goes in those movies but in this when i went back and rewatched the iron man he was in it like such a tiny tiny little bit i'm like happy yeah happy yeah. i need happy yeah um which just sounded like a cry for help so badly <laughs> didn't i'm so sorry but I, but i think it's it's kind of like that with a lot of the mcu characters because there are so many damn people in these movies so so many your your most oh, yeah. beloved person is never going to get enough screen time no. In your opinion. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel that way about no. Darcy. We uh-uh. never get enough Darcy for my taste. No, we never do get enough Darcy. So, yeah, I think... Of course, we never get enough Bucky either, but I'm biased. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a lot. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I'm over here like, can I have a Loki movie? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, you can. Yay! I will give you one. Thank if you. If I possibly could. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. But, um... Oh, gosh. And there are so many other... There's just so many things I want to talk about. I don't even know where to go from I, here. I just, I was, I was really impressed looking back. Um, cause I've seen this movie like a hundred jillion times now. Um, they <laughs> just this week. Yeah. <laughs> they put a lot of not heavy stuff. Cause it's not a heavy movie. It's a fluffy summer blockbuster, mm-hmm. but they, they did put, you know, some, a few things in there to make you think a little bit like they, you know, the nature of war, what it does. Right. Um, you know, the kind of... Because when he starts parroting off at the beginning of the movie with the journalist about, mm-hmm. you know, this is why I make weapons and, you know, it's to right. keep America safe and da 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 I mean, there can be a lot of cynicism about that because... There's such a fine line between def- 
offense and defense. Yeah, and and so I mean, it wasn't just it. I mean, that was a lot to think about, especially mm-hmm. since you know this was made in two thousand eight. Yep, this was at the height of you know we were fighting two wars. Yep. So I, I think it was relevant, and I think it, it was, was very relevant. They did a good job without without like being overly preachy. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, true. I I was impressed with that. I thought that was really well done with the script and everything. Um, and yeah, I just I love me some Tony already. I mean he he's he's like that weird <laughs> uncle that's kind of off, and you know he's kind of reprehensible, but yes. it's okay because you still love him anyway. That's yeah. true. Yeah. He's that character that I'm always going to, oh, honey, honey, don't do that. I And then he does the, th- don't do the thing. And then, of course, he does the thing. Which um, is basically like every movie he's in. Tony, don't do the thing. Tony does the Tony thing. Tony does the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I know one thing that I, I did want to talk about was Obadiah Stane. Yeah. Which is the central story after, because the origin story lasts like, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's just a little piece of the movie. Um, the big chunk of it is Obadiah Stane. Yeah. Well, Obadiah Stane was not Howard Stark's partner. He was never a part of Stark Industries okay. to begin with. Um, he actually didn't even make an appearance until 1982. Oh, wow. So almost 20 years into the run. He was he was down there. He was actually uh, from a competing competitor company Yeah, uh, from Stark Industries. He wasn't from Hammer Industries, was he? Um... I can neither confirm nor deny because I'm okay. going to sit here and sort through my papers until <laughs> I find that particular one. But we were both because we we talked about this um, before we before we started recording. We were both really impressed with Jeff Bridges. I was I kept forgetting it was Jeff Bridges. I did too until he talked. Yeah, yeah, his voice. voice is is very. But he did such specific. an awesome job. Mm-hmm. He was so menacing, but also he had that quality of. Like you, you thought he was a good guy at first when you first watched you this kinda, movie. Yeah, the first time you watched. Yeah, it. the first time, and then the, every subsequent rewatch, I'm like, you bastard. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I thought, I thought that was really cool because you know you think going into it the first time you see it that the big bad is this is this terrorist dude, mm-hmm. and it turns out the big bad is in Tony's backyard. Oh yeah, sure. And he has so much more resources than some some terrorist dude in a cave. I mean, he has he has the resources to build the Ironmonger at the end. They never refer to it as the Ironmonger, though. I know, but that's what it is. It is. And that's... Which the Ironmonger isn't even introduced until Iron Man 200, <laughs> uh, which was in 1985. See, the list is growing, guys. Yeah, so, well, Obadiah Stane's first issues were uh, Iron Man 163 and 166 in 1982. One of them they only shot, saw, you only saw his hand, and mm-hmm. then the other one was just him. You got his origin story in issue uh, 198, mm-hmm. and then uh, in 200 was the was the introduction of Ironmonger, and then Obadiah's death. Okay, so Ironmonger was him up in the comics. Right there. It was him in the comics. He it was, was a him. He was the Ironmonger, okay. yes. Okay. But it just didn't play out exactly. Yeah. Like. But they took the spirit of it. They did. And I think they worked it in well. Yeah. He was, man, he was a scary dude toward the end. He was a scary dude. And, like, I remember, I remember this scene where Pepper's in Tony's office trying to get the files, which I was like. I was so creeped out. I was like, y'all, can you not have a better way to access files than she has to be at the console? But anyway, but yeah, I remember being really creeped out, like, oh my god, oh my god, Pepper. I felt, you, like, felt for her. 
and he was being really mm-hmm. overtly like creepy like oh we got him back and she's just translated this video saying that he was the one behind the kidnapping in the first place so i mean the pacing of it and and what they did with his character it wasn't like overtly he's the bad guy the whole time which no. i i appreciated that oh yeah i agree I mean, he wasn't, you know, in the corner twirling his mustache in Act 1, and you're going, oh, okay, he's the bad guy. So, no. I thought that was good. No, he was not Hammer Industries. <laughs> oh, okay. Just to confirm. Okay, that now would that be I've, really cool, though. Well, now that you've played for time for me. <laughs> um, That's what I do. So, you wanted to talk, I know you wanted to talk about Rhodey. Okay, Rhodey, um, which I found this to be very, very interesting. Um, Rhodey... And Tony, uh, were not childhood friends. No, they were not. They were not friends growing up. They were not buddies in the the weapon industry. Um, they met during Tony's origin story after he broke free from his captors in his Iron Man suit, and it's the little arc, the, the transistor, whatever he's using in the Iron Man suit, and he's in full gray. Yeah, he is in the gray iron suit yeah and he's Didn't wandering have time to paint through, it in the cave yeah he's wandering through the vietnam jungle and he comes across roadie in his crashed plane oh and that's how they met oh wow so roadie knows he's iron man from the get-go no he doesn't oh he just knows no, there's he this doesn't. guy in he's a this suit dude in this iron suit and uh later on tony comes to roadie uh as a representative of iron man trying to give him a job <laughs> And Rhodey says, that's fine and great once I finish my tour of duty. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he doesn't know that I'm he's... I'm totally not Iron Man, but, but see, would you like a job with Iron Man? I know. Well, the whole... And here's another part that they didn't get wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they <laughs> At the end of the movie, when they're about to go out and do the press conference, and Coulson, which we Coulson's a whole other story. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Uh, when Coulson hands him his story that it was his bodyguard, and Tony's like, whatever. The entire premise that Tony uses in the comics is that Iron Man is his bodyguard, and he plays this off <laughs> for years. Seriously? Pepper, Pepper doesn't know. Happy doesn't know. Rhodey doesn't know for... A they long time. They don't notice that he doesn't do the Superman thing where I, they're never in the same room. I know, right? But well, but they could be in the same room because a suit can be standing next to him. That's true. That's but true. eventually they do find out, uh, and Happy actually plays decoy for him from time to time so that Tony can be in one place and <laughs> Iron Man could be in another it's place. Totally it was not actually me. Hap- I'm, yeah. I'm over here. They helped him oh my keep his cover for a long time. Wow. Uh, so yeah. And also Rhodey was um, in in the Marines, not the Air Force. Okay, and and I think they did that on purpose because it did make had, more sense for him to be in the Air he Force. He had to have that access for that that one scene where Tony's flying out of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's come come against these planes. If Rhodey was a Marine, he would not have had the access to be in that room. Right. With them trying to figure out what this thing is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't think that was... I, I'm not upset about that change. No, it made more sense for him to be in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, on, in a lot of ways. So, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I've got those issues are listed for him, too. Um, <laughs> I know, I've got, I've got tons the of them. Oh, I know, I was going crazy. Uh, another, another thing that they didn't get wrong, Jarvis... Yes. 
and this is something that will hurt my heart to the end of my days. Right. <laughs> Jarvis was Tony Stark's, as if anybody's ever seen Agent Carter, we all know, uh, Edwin Jarvis was his parents' butler. He's my child. Whereas in the in the movies, he is Tony Stark's AI. Right. And in the suit, which I think is absolutely great. Yeah, I think it. I think, I think once they you played it, it off to me, really I think well. It was brilliant. Right. Well, the reason why they did that was because they did not want Batman Alfred. Right. They didn't want that Dynamic. parallel. They didn't want that same story. It's been done in Batman over and over and over. But that's exactly who Jarvis is. Yeah, he's his he Alfred. He is Alfred. Yeah. You've got to have a confidant. Oh, I know. Uh, but the AIs that Tony actually has... Oh, where's that page? Uh, Seriously, were, guys, she has a sheaf I of do. papers. I do. Johnny takes her research very seriously. <laughs> I really do. Homer and Plato. Oh, those were his AIs? They were his AIs originally. Now, and I have a little bit of a bone to pick because we are now in 2015 mm -hmm. and we saw Age of Ultron a couple months ago mm -hmm. and they made this big damn deal mm -hmm. about Ultron being artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because and we talked about this on the podcast we did for it. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, was Jarvis not AI? I got very confused. Well, I think Jarvis was still programmed. Yeah. Whereas Ultron had his own... Nobody, nothing nothing was controlling him. There were no strings on him. There were no strings on him. But, I'm not but really like, sure. But to program all that shit, it just doesn't seem logical to me. I don't know. You can't. They're, They're immortal. immortal. So, I don't know. I just I have a little bit of a bone to pick with that. But then again, of well, course... Well, you saw what happened... If you haven't seen Age of Ultron, by the way, stop now, go see it, and, then and come, come back. back. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to get Age of Ultron bits in the Iron oh. Man podcast, did you? Come on, Iron Man was so long ago. I know. <laughs> uh, oh, let's But yeah, see. So, so I had a But then again, I, I do give them a little bit of a pass, because at this point, they were like, oh my god, we're actually a movie studio, and we get to make a movie. I don't know that <laughs> they, they were so excited. I know they were thinking <laughs> of a long game, but I don't know if they were thinking of that long of a game. Yeah. So. Well, that's well. Age of Ultron's the end of Phase Two, isn't it? Uh, no, Phase Two ends with Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was the first of Phase. He, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know. They're saying Ant Man's Obviously. really important or some shit. Oh, and here's another little tidbit uh, that this one actually kind of bothers me in Iron Man the movie. They say that Tony graduates from MIT at 17. Yeah. In the comics, he graduates at 19. And I don't understand why that two-year difference was it's so more impressive. important. I guess. But in the comics, he had two master's degree by the age of 19. That's he didn't pretty just damn graduate. impressive. I, I was like, that's pretty impressive. Um, he did, uh, he went straight to inheriting... Stark Enterprises at 21. His parents died when he was 21. He went. He went straight to him. It did not go to somebody else. Okay. Yeah. This. And uh, they this make plays it out back like, to his life story that they do in the award ceremony. Yeah, and they make it out like that he lost his parents a lot earlier. No. In uh -uh. the movie. No. Now in the movie, those photos. This is something you said you already knew. The yeah. photos of of young Tony is really pictures oh, of yeah. Robert Downey Jr. and his father yeah. that they actually used. I thought that was, I was like, oh. There have been so many different Howard Starks by, by, at this point 
floating true. around the MCU. That's if you, true. If you watch the Iron Man movies and then and then all the stuff with Agent Carter. Right. Yeah, there's been a lot of Howard Starks. Oh, yeah. Of course there have. Um, and also, Tony Stark's uh, six foot one. Robert Turner Jr. <laughs> is, is not. not. Very much not. Now, Iron Man is six foot six. Okay. Just saying. That I believe, but bless him, little sweet oh, short know. heart. I can't, I can say that because I'm, you know, all of five foot one. I'm five foot two. Yeah, you got like. I'm just barely taller than you. got like half an inch on me. I know. All right. I think that's all the not wrong. All the roadie bits you have? Well, no, that was just Tony. Oh. um, I haven't got to roadie. Here's roadie. So, roadie, I have a question. Was he black in the comics? Yes. Okay. Okay. There's. There's there's an artist rendering. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool though yeah he really was black um, and apparently uh, served several tours in Southeast Asia was studying to become an aviation engineer okay that okay. works um, close to his comrades and blah 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 I don't know who Parnell and Glenda have to do with anything but apparently they're important in his life <laughs> uh, he played decoy a few times we all know he's War Machine excuse me Iron Patriot War Machine. War Machine. War Machine. War Machine's there way is cooler. No iron, there is no Iron Patriot listed in his significant issues over here. There shouldn't be. Um, that was a crappy move, U.S. government. I know, right? We'll get to that, though. But, uh, yeah, he, he was War Machine. Uh, let's see. And they kind of make an allusion to that in this movie. He looks at he looks at one of the uh, suits he is to, he does become Tony's personal pilot. Oh, okay, eventually, and that's how they do become real. They do become really good friends. Okay, just not in the manner they talk about in the movie. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that shit. You just got really excited. I did. Um, but yeah, they they make an allusion to War Machine because at at one at point the end of, near the end of the movie he looks at and it's like an unpainted kind of mm-hmm. gray suit. Yes, and he looks at it and he was like, "Yep, next time, next time, baby." Yep, that's the quote. <laughs> See, I wrote, you wrote it, down. it down. Next time baby yeah uh so yeah there there is that and we all know later he does get his own suit hell um, yeah he does he actually becomes iron man for a short period a- is it like captain america where everybody becomes this yeah pretty much yeah mm-hmm. like i'm uh, iron man was, you're iron man during, it was during one of tony's uh, alcohol issues oh, okay um, he doesn't die like six times like steve does no he only dies once oh okay he only dies once. yeah he only dies once uh Rudy was very pissed off when damn he it marvel out. Yeah, he uh, had a bunch of nerve, his entire nervous system was falling apart, and now I'm going off of memory, so don't quote me on this one, Um, and he had to go into a cryogenic state in order for them to find a cure for it while his nerves healed, which by the way, nerves do not heal, I'm a first hand (laughs) experience with this, I have nerve damage and sinuses in my face, it's not fun. Um, but yeah, he goes into cryogenic state until they can cure him, blah, 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 blah. Of course he comes back later because, well, he's Tony Stark and he's got enough money. Right, right. Um, but Rhodey ends up getting really, really pissed. But I think that was the time that, I can't remember if that was Rhodey or if that Happy played Iron Man for a while too. Um, now now Happy plays a much bigger role in the comics. He actually becomes a villain for a very short period of time called the Freak. Seriously? Yeah. Um, that happens to him three different times, but each time Iron Man the suit yeah like i think one one of the times he tony puts happy in the suit to contain him and something like i don't know i don't know that i can happens. take happy seriously as a villain i know right? <laughs> especially since his name is happy yeah like who uh, does that comic book writers I can find somewhere i had his uh where he gets the name from where uh, he gets the freak yeah from? no where he gets happy from oh it's a, it's his, a name story. Is, his name is his name is harold 
Oh. His name is Harold. His name is not actually Happy. Well, I was thinking like way. his parents were just like, I'm going <laughs> to name the kid Happy. No, he, uh, his name was Harold Hogan. Mm, he was a boxer and like he never smiled or something. Oh, and, and they so called he got him Happy. The, yeah, it was one of those uh, ironic nicknames. Yeah, Things don't generally go well for you in the Marvel Universe if you're a boxer. No. I'm looking at you, Jack Murdoch. No. But, hey, he got to marry Pepper, so they had... True that. I think they adopted children. They, like, they were on again, off again. They got divorced, got remarried. It was not very, well, well happy. And I, you know, speaking of Pepper, I think you mentioned... Yes, yes, I'm now to the Pepper pages. Oh, God. <laughs> but, speak, you know, you mentioned that it's great and wonderful that, you know, her and Tony have a relationship. I really like their relationship. It's so much fun. they could have not made her a love interest. They could and have. And just had this cool could have. ally Marvel Tony. So they cannot seem to have a woman in this universe without her having a love interest. This is true. They even did it to Darcy in Thor 2. They did it to Darcy. They've done it to Natasha. Mm-hmm. Um, Boo his. Scarlet Witch? Not yet. She's okay so yet. far. Again, if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, stop now. Yeah. Go. Go watch it. Come back. Come back. And, uh, but she's, she's going to be in the next... Uh, I think Civil War, because everybody's in Civil War. Everybody's in Civil War. So who the hell knows? They're probably going to try to pair her up. Because you're right. They can't seem to have a female character without making her love interest. I know who she's with in the comics. And they are going to pair her up. Yeah, at some point. Oh, God, no. Either that or they're going to make some awkward, horrible connection a la Cliff and his fake wife. That still pisses me off. I'll never be over that. I'm still Um, super bitter about that. Now... So let's back Pepper. Okay, Pepper. Pepper actually Pepper worked Potts. for Howard. Now, is that her real name? No, her name is Virginia. Okay. Her name is Virginia Potts. I don't know where Pepper came People from. People like uh, like alliterative names. Happy Hogan, Pepper Potts. It was the 60s, man. Hey. Well, wait till we get to S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even got to S.H.I.E.L.D. yet. So and so Pepper worked for Howard? Pepper actually worked for Howard uh, as part of a secretarial pool. But then, uh, because, you know, Tony shirks all of his responsibilities with Stark Industries, she really, he did hire her up the ladder Mm -hmm. to basically run the company for him. Right. She really did do all of that. She just, um, but part of the reason why Pepper and Happy got married, got together, as Mm -hmm. opposed, was because Tony was hiding his identity from everybody. Nobody knew who he was. And so that isolated Pepper and Happy from him. Right, because well, they didn't know. Oh, they didn't know. At they that didn't point. know, so that he kept pushing them away. Uh, so together. that pushed, so that pushed them together. Okay. Uh, in us, in the they're part of uh, days of our lives, kind of way. Team babysit Tony Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony, uh, it's there's it's there's so many freaking comics. It's not even funny. Uh, we're talking back to 1963. I could not narrow down every little thing. Um, but yeah, she doesn't play as big of a parts in the comics as she does in the movie, so I'm fine. That's because that. she's a lady and she's got to be like the love interest. Plus, I gotta say, Gwyneth Paltrow is pretty damn awesome. She is. I, I mean, I really her. like her as Pepper. I do. I adore her. Uh, that's Jarvis. We already talked about Jarvis. <laughs> so, Stain. So okay, you have you looked up Coulson? Okay, so because this is the first time we've seen Phil Coulson. This is Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson is very unique. Mm-hmm. as he was written speci- originally he was supposed to just be an agent just a general agent he wasn't even right. really gonna have a name from what i've read um 
but they brought him in and he was so great. Um, oh, and another part about the Iron Man script was not completed when they were filming. Oh my gosh. Yeah, something Jeff Bridges was really, really not okay with because he's one of those actors who has all of his lines memorized. He is on... He's prepared. He is ready to go when he shows up on yeah. set. So a lot of the awkward moments that you see between Tony and Pepper are actually Gwyneth not knowing how to respond to what Tony's going to say. Because he had lived it. Because she, because she had no clue what he was going to say. So she didn't know how to respond to him. So a lot of those awkward moments were actually really awkward. And Robert Downey Jr. is famous for being he really is. quick. Yes. And he just, he'll He's, rattle he stuff imp- off. He improvs so well that they will just, here you go. Here's what needs to happen yeah. in the scene. And That's he because plays he it is off. Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah, he is Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, so Bill, Phil Coulson, he is originally from, this is his first ever showing. Um, they did put him into the comics in 2012. Because he was super popular. Because he was. We noped him back into existence as a fandom. Yes, we sure did. And I'm very, very damn proud of that. I'm, although... I want to put that on my resume. Unless you ask Joss Whedon, who will swear up and down that in the movies, he is dead. Joss is a butthurt baby about that. But then why did he freaking write Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Thank you. Well, because it's a moneymaker. Well, whatever. See, that's where I'm like, you know, you can't get too high-minded with your artistic integrity. Whatever. When you're, like, churning out, like, a, you know, dollar printing machine over here that you'll put your name on. I know. That is nothing but, but Phil. But, I mean, how can he say that when all of the storylines that run through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the movies have a Coulson direct... Yeah, connection to yeah that if colson did not especially the well and again age of ultron i'm gonna have to put that there's spoiler alert for age of ultron in the the yeah that's probably a good idea yeah i'm gonna do that um the helicarrier Mm -hmm. that fury has boom yeah so yeah and it just you know they are such damn geniuses as far as i'm concerned about their cross promotion Mm -hmm. um you know they created they've now created two tv shows to tie into this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So it's, and it's almost like for me, I don't have to wait as long between my Marvel fixes now because I've got two shows to look forward to amongst all the movies that all connect. I mean, I just think it's really brilliantly done. Um, You know, it's, it's such a great innovative marketing strategy because you look at it and you go, God, why hasn't everybody done this? Well, there, it's all very, very connected and, despite some very minor details that nobody really cares that much about it's very consistent Mm -hmm. they really are i mean they will take this tiny little scene that you saw like in iron man and place it three movies down and you're like oh my god this is a big deal well there's a shot of uh cap's shield in iron man really where Yeah, there's a scene uh now I'm just really excited. <laughs> is it somewhere in the workshop? It's in his workshop. It's in one of the scenes where he's building Iron Man. It's just kind of sitting back in the <gasps> back. It is one of the most popular. Um, I was reading an article today about the top ten most paused moments in the MCU, and that's okay. one of them. Because at this point, who, who were we to know that Captain America was coming? We had no idea. No, uh-uh. We didn't. Because I, I don't... I, I don't remember, even if they did announce that this was, like, a, a huge thing. I don't think they did. Um, who were we to know that this was the first movie of the first phase of what was going to be this huge Marvel juggernaut? Mm-hmm. 
And it was going to pr- bring in God and everybody as far as characters. I mean, good Lord. They've had so many people. Well, and they have the after credits scene. Mm-hmm. In which this they movie. started. Never Kids never leave a Marvel movie until the credits are done. Ever. Uh, the this the Nick Fury scene. Yeah. Which, by the way, he's not credited in that movie. They kept it super secret. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because um, I've read uh, that Marvel, when they, they rebooted Nick Fury um, in the 2000s, and they made him look like Sam Jackson. Because originally... With his permission. With his permission, because originally he was just some white dude. And he looked, he had the eye patch yeah, and everything, too. Yeah, because Nick Fury's been yeah. around for eons. And so I thought that was really cool. And, um, and yeah, when they brought Sam Jackson in, I was like, all right, shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I really like Coulson and um, really happy with, with uh, them bringing him in. Um, he, he was able to give a bit of humor to it. Um, he was, I, I could tell he was, he was good to play off of. When he was talking well, to Pepper and when he well, talked to Tony. Now that you've mentioned Pepper, uh, <laughs> I want to point out that Gwyneth Paltrow and Clark Gregg have known each other since 1991. When she oh, was, wow. they met when she was like, I think she was 19 years old. And so the two of them have actually known each other for quite some time. So the scenes where we see uh, Pepper and, and um, Coulson playing off of each other, mm-hmm. very, very friendly. That's so natural. Other. That's yeah. good. That's awesome. But I, yeah, I, I really like the the little bit we get of Shield. Um, we get introduced to the fact that it is this is a thing, and you know it's an important thing. Oh my God, that is Cap Shield. See in the background, oh laying on a table behind him. Yep. I'm gonna make pterodactyl noises. Yes, you can Google uh, Cap Shield in Iron Man, and, and you will find all kinds of pictures. <laughs> Don't be confused. There's Pictures, there's scenes from several Iron Mans um, until Cap actually shows up, but it, it's there. That's awesome. So, and see, right away, that, that puts, they put a lot of thought into these. And mm-hmm. as a viewer, I respect the hell out of that because I'm not treated like a complete idiot most of the time. Because we all know from, you know, future movies that Howard, Tony's dad, was the one that was heavily involved in the creation of Captain America. So yes, he was. It makes sense that Cap Shield is in Tony's possession eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, it makes perfect sense that anything that Howard would, yeah, yeah, what you just said. <laughs> Speaking of Shield, speak. <laughs> All right, come on. You've been, you've been. Speaking you've been of waiting. Shield, I was very confused because researching the background on this movie in the comic books, um, which again, I don't know everything. So, if I've missed anything or if I've stated something incorrectly. Feel free to let me know. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it at all. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but from what I was reading in the comics, that Tony was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D. But in Iron Man the movie, Coulson is representative of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming to recruitable Tony in. Yeah. I was very, very confused, so I went to go do a search on... There's thunder going on, on right now. Uh, yeah, there's thunder. Sorry. <laughs> it startled me. Um, <laughs> on the origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, uh, from what I... Nobody freaking knows. Uh, it's you, been retconned so many different times. S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you said it's had like three different names? It has three different names. In Iron Man, 
Coulson constantly is referring to it as the Strategic Homeland Intervention Intervention and Enforcement Logistics Division. See, I did it perfectly before you the did. cast. Sorry. I did. I want credit for that. You did. Absolutely. <laughs> I was very proud of you. Um, and he says it over and over and over. Yeah. And they keep um, making a joke about how what a horrible, horrible name that is. Oh, you think that's horrible. But it gets worse. It started originally as the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. It was then changed to Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. See, if you have the word espionage in your title, it's not that secret. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. But they really, really, really did want it to spell shield. And it is a takeoff of the man from Uncle. Oh, that's funny. That is where the idea. In the 60s, there was the uncle, there was um, Spectre, there was, it was just, it was a common thing to do. I like that they made that, that they made that call out, though, in the movie that they were like, that Tony said somebody really, really? Wanted, wanted your initials to spell shield. Well, they keep changing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And in the in the later movies, you know, they allude to that Howard Stark and Agent Carter, Peggy Carter, were two of the founders, uh, were two of, the founders of Shield. I don't freaking know. I tried to see. Well, it goes. And it, I was reading in here. Uh, it says, uh, of course, that was before it was retconned again to the latest <laughs> incarnation of a secret society dedicated to defending humanity, founded by the Egyptian Imhotep, what? with members that included Leonardo da Vinci, Galileo. And Nikola Tesla. What? Yes. So, who fucking knows this who is, created so Shield? The they don't retcon? freaking know. Uh, the latest incarnation. So they're even going against the MCU movies. I don't even freaking know anymore. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Uh, Imhotep. The comic. Okay, the comic book version of Shield has a particularly tortured history, even by superhero comic standards. Damn. Originally, an international peacekeeping organization founded by Fury. Right. In the aftermath of World War II, it was later revealed that the organization had actually been under the control of its sworn enemy. That's where Hydra comes in. Da, da, Since da. the very start, of course, that was before it was retconned again. <laughs> da Vinci, Galileo, <laughs> and Tesla. I'm like, I don't even freaking know anymore. I Throw Da Vinci in. He's super trendy. I know. Well, Tesla. That's true. You know, if you're going to have Tony Stark, you got to have Tesla. That's true. So, it's... Uh, wow. I don't even know. So, yeah, I, I, I threw my hands up in the air and gave up. <laughs> They what were just, the I can just imagine the writer's room, you know, back in the day where they were like, right. damn it, this has got to spell shield. I know. Come up with something. And it's they're something like, a dude, more... it doesn't work. Yeah, well, they came up with something. They modernized it. Yeah. Is what they did. Uh, which a lot of the stuff that they, all the changes that they made, they modernized. Yeah. A lot of it. Um, yeah, because it, it comes off as just another government agency. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in it the doesn't movies. seem to hold, hold but at least they were consistent from then forward yeah they built the the movies have their own set of rules right uh for shield so i can appreciate that whereas the com well comics are notorious marvel dc all of them are notorious for retconning yeah when they're, they're like, like oh uh, this isn't working so let's change it entire origin stories yeah get completely changed you're like well, okay which is actually one of the cool things about comics and, and comic book characters is mm -hmm. You can always have a fresh start. You can have a reboot. You can retcon. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. I mean, it's like the regular rules don't apply to them. No, they absolutely don't. <laughs> uh, okay, I think the last thing I have in my notes that I have not mentioned. Oh, uh, Hugh Jackman was offered the role. 
That's just wrong. By the way, which just hurts. I love him so much, but it's wrong. He's Wolverine. Yeah. He will never be anything but Wolverine in my heart. And I freaking love Wolverine. Oh, I do too. I do too. I mean, mutants were my first Marvel love. Yeah. Uh, Then, okay, the only other thing I have is uh, in Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Back to the actual cast we're trying to record here. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Tony Stark. They're the same freaking person. They're the same. I know. He will answer to Tony. Uh, he comes to the press conference. And he's, I want a hamburger. I want a hamburger. I want a hamburger. And it's Burger King. Yeah. Well, the story goes. Y'all just sit back and enjoy. There's a story. Yay! It is an actual nod to Burger King specifically. In 2003, Robert Downey Jr. was sitting in his car with a carload of drugs. Right. Eating the worst hamburger he had ever had in his life. So bad. That he rethought all of his life choices, dumped those drugs into the ocean, got cleaned up. Wow. All because of crappy burger from Burger King. Thank you, Burger King. We all appreciate your crappiness. So We're uh, never, ever going to get yeah. sponsored by them. So that's, no, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, I can live with that. Yeah. But the fact that Robert Downey Jr. got that cameo... I don't know if he did that. I don't know how that worked, but he could have talked to John about that. And he's sitting down, yeah, uh, with the press conference. That was actually his idea. Oh wow! Can we all just sit down? We're all just gonna sit down. Uh, I I assume he wrote half this movie. I think he did. I I think think he did. I I, think he. I think uh, I read somewhere that he had his office moved next door to the directors, Mm -hmm, John, um, so that they could discuss. Yeah. That's awesome. The movie. I'm pretty sure that half the time when Robert Downey Jr. is in a movie, they're just like, here's the vague outline, and let me just point the camera at you and go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that it drove but he is crazy. Tw- oh, yeah. He, he finally just, I think in the end, he finally just threw his hands up and had a good time with well, it. Well, and but- I think, you know, I... Gwyneth Paltrow is probably that kind of, you know, really professional actress kind oh, of sure, people too. Sure. And then so and you know, Terrence Howard the same the same deal. They they've all got great reputations and then you put him in a room with Robert oh, Downey dear. Jr. and he oh, just yeah. does whatever the fuck just he whatever. wants. Just whatever. But he can get it's, away with it cuz he's so strange. damn good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was but it has got to be and it's probably I could probably list it as one of my top favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It was such a surprise for me. It really was. Because, like I said, I came into it with not a whole lot of expectations. Right. And it was different than I expected, but it was better than I expected. Yeah, it was. Um, And it laid the groundwork for what is well, what has become this big, huge juggernaut of film. Oh, yeah. A series of films. Well, when I came into it, uh, as a kid, I read all... I read X-Men. I read The Avengers. Mm-hmm. I read DC. I read a bunch of the different... I read my brother's comics. Uh, <laughs> so, I kind of knew... Like when everybody asks you the the phrase "cute," meet cute. Yeah, I could not tell you what the first time I came across these characters was. They have always been there my whole entire life. Iron yeah. Man, uh, the X Men, all of them. They've always been Batman, Superman, all of them. They've mm-hmm. always been there for me. I yeah. can never n- not think of a time in my life that they were around. Yeah. So I knew pretty much what going into it. I, but still, ended up getting blown away. Yeah, because you see it, you see it on screen, and it was executed really well. And you're like, okay, I can yeah. get on board with this yeah. because, uh, you know, in a lot of circumstances, like the X Men movies, they were serviceable. They were not what I wanted because I I've always been a huge X Men fan. Yeah, really big X Men fan, yeah. and I thought I thought the characters were good, but I don't think the story was quite there. And and of course they have 
the worst continuity problems. Oh, I don't think get out of started. out of any superhero series, they have horrible continuity with themselves. Oh, so bad. And they literally tried to retcon it themselves with time travel, wibbly wobbly, Tommy Wommy. Um, and they still. And they I s- could. Oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Now, I know less about the X Men than I do about the Avengers, but mm-hmm. the the Days of Future Past, which we'll cast that eventually, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, just. I'll say, I'll say this and then we'll get off of it because uh, we're going to go that direction if I don't right, quit. Right. Um, when I saw Days of Future Past and there was that glaring, glaring continuity issue, mm-hmm. I wanted to puke. It was so obvious. Yeah. I was like, seriously? Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? I'm, to this day, I'm still not over it, <laughs> as you can tell. So, <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, so that, I mean, I I walked into this not expecting a whole lot and maybe that's the key because that's why i think i like gotham better than you because i walked in and i was like this is gonna suck i had such high (laughs) hopes for gotham so i mean kids maybe that's the moral of the story keep your expectations low but but you know so i was pleasantly surprised with iron man of course of course then again i didn't know a lot of the canon or any of the canon right to be like, oh, you did that wrong. Oh, you well, did that wrong. I know wrong. even less of the canon. Yeah. <laughs> after seeing it. No, it was just, I think of all the movies, I think this one was closest to canon. Yeah. I think they did a really, really excellent job. It was, oh, it was yeah. a great foundation. Oh, yeah. I think for, it made me want to see the next one. Yeah. Before I even realized there what was, was going to be a next one. I think the Hulk. Next, was the Hulk the next one? I think so, yeah. Which were, um, just for some housekeeping. Um, yeah, we should do housekeeping. We've already done Age of Ultron cast. Um, and we're planning on doing the other Marvel movies in order. Now, as, as we can. As we can. Now, when a new one comes out, like Ant-Man's coming out soon, we're going to cast that. Actually, it's coming out in two weeks as Is of it? this recording. Uh, I know. We Neither one of us really want to see it. But, but We'll do it for you. We'll do it for you and for Marvel. I have faith in Marvel. Um, so we're going to get through the entire MCU, and we're going to try to do it in order. Um, save for the new releases that are gonna, just going to get peppered in there. So, um, but if you want to listen to them in order, just check the feed, um, or pick and choose if you really want to. Yeah, hell, we don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, wait, it's Iron the Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two. Yeah. Then Thor. Oh, Thor. First. <laughs> down girl, down girl. Woo. Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger, and then the Avengers. Okay. So that's the order we'll go in for the first phase. Um, and yep. so, yeah, we do, we do have plans to do all of them. Oh, yeah, stay tuned. Because as you... Yeah, once we get caught up through phase two, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think starting, um, well, Captain America Civil War comes out in 2016. Yeah. Maybe by then. Dear God, we should be done by then. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Doctor Strange. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Doctor we're Strange. We're just I'm really sorry, excited I'm looking at the list and I'm all excited. Uh, I'm... Are you actually else. out I, of notes? Well, unless, you know, you want me to continue on with Tony's entire history. And she would, say, guys. Would. She would if we I can let say, her. We can save that for Iron Man 2. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, any any other parting things that you want to mention? Well, I do want to give a shout out to okay. a friend of ours. Yes. Um, the name of our podcasting is Random Tea. Right. So, I wanted to mention to everybody, this woman that we have not actually met yet yet we will um but we know her in connection with 221 beacon um which you everybody should check out it's a sherlock convention in georgia alabama and it's awesome it's georgia alabama it is georgia alabama <laughs> god atlanta georgia 
What? Did I really say that? Yes, you did. And I have it on tape. Damn it. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, Sherlock Convention, check it out. Anyway, uh, her screen name is I'll Be Mother 221B. She runs a blog about tea. Which is apropos. For which us. is very apropos. So I wanted to let everybody know you should check her out. Uh, she is at I'll Be Mother 221B Talks com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for you. Cool. Because despite our name, we actually don't talk about tea on this podcast. I'm not saying never, but as of right now, we haven't. <laughs> it's just the name we came up with. It is. It is. But yeah, so she's, she's super awesome, guys. And we're going to get to meet her next year, and I'm really excited. Mm hmm. Um, so, and for more housekeeping, we're just on a housekeeping kick right now. As um, we should be. If you want to uh, send us send us some feedback. Um, Please. Knowing knowing that we're going to look into the, the future Marvel movies, or if you want to talk about Iron Man or whatever, um, any kind of cool theories you have, or, or if you've got any insight into the canon that we didn't hit on that, that you think is interesting, um, send us an email at randomteapodcasts at gmail.com. Absolutely. You can send us a message on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. You can tweet us at randomtcasts. And honestly, if you want to guarantee that one of us will text to the other screaming, <laughs> send us an email. Because I can tell you right now, that is a cause and effect thing that will happen. Yes, the second you hit send, you can be guaranteed in the knowledge that we are screaming and texting each other. Yes. Um, also, check out our other podcasts. We're doing, uh, currently we're recording Gotham. We're recording on Sleepy Hollow. Uh, soon we're going to hit uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, we're starting gonna, with season three. Yep. And we are going to go back and do the first two seasons. We but, will eventually. You know, we're humans with jobs. so Yeah, we do have... We both work full-time jobs, so this is being done on a part-time basis. And we will catch up on Agent Carter. Yes. And also we have uh, Random Movies. Yes. Um, Which is just like the name implies. <laughs> uh, currently we have uh, Kingsman and Jurassic World over there, so right. go check those out. Others and planned. Others planned. So if you have any suggestions for it, yeah, drop us a line. Yeah. Pimp session over? I think I'm good. Great. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.